Good morning, good people, and welcome to the Pool Proof Wisdom Podcast Conversations. Fitness, desired, elusive, celebrated. My own personal journey dealing with weight, wellness, and feeling and looking good is decades old. It's a narrative true for millions of Americans. But as a black man, there are certain physiological benefits that are linked to my race. Some people tell me I should be able to run fast. I don't know that that's true. But there are also a lot of issues, too. My family history is fraught with early death. No one, aside from my grandparents, and now me, lived beyond the age of 55. Ailments like diabetes, high blood pressure, stroke, and a host of other illnesses plagued blacks disproportionately. There are numerous reasons for this, from diet and resulting obesity, to income, to systemic issues with access to health care, to a lack of awareness and education about health. Black Americans are more likely to suffer from disease and general poor health than most Americans, particularly when it comes to risk factors for cancer, diabetes, and heart disease. Being in the battle for years to try to outlive my family history and lessen, if not eliminate, my own health risks, I've educated myself and worked to protect and preserve my overall health, succeeding more than I fail, but still, failing sometimes I do. That's how it is for everyone. But given the uphill battle I face, I accepted long ago that I can't take for granted the responsibility I have for staying in the fight without pause, without excuses, without giving myself a break. About a year ago, I came across a page while browsing Instagram called Black Fitness, and what impressed me most was how the page provided a great deal of information about exercising and fitness that I could readily use and shared content from what seemed thousands of people who looked like me, sharing their challenges, frustrations, and successes on health and fitness journeys of their own. Not just physical fitness, mind you, but mental and spiritual fitness as well. There's no body shaming when you're part of black fitness. People let it all hang out because we accept that what we're all trying to do is hard, often thankless, and ultimately worth it. Most recently, I saw a woman who'd survived cancer and had both breasts removed, posing with her boxing gloves on, shirtless, proudly displaying her scars and asserting her power over the disease and her future health. The stories of everyone in this space, from the most fit to the newbie who can barely do a single push-up, are compelling and very, very personal. So today, I wanted to get behind the page and learn how it came to be and why it continues to inspire and encourage everyone. Kevin Morris, a Newark, New Jersey personal trainer and owner of Black Fitness, is a visionary, I believe. I don't think he actually imagined that creating a page in 2015 focused on Black people pursuing health would become what it has, which is a page that reaches more than 240,000 Instagram followers and receives approximately 1.5 million views weekly. So today, good people, it's all about health, wellness, and fitness, about how a dedication to personal fitness blossomed into a source of fitness inspiration and a growing fitness business.
Good morning, Kevin, and welcome to the Poolproof Wisdom Podcast. How are you? I'm doing well, y'all. No, not too bad. You probably have already done, what, two or three workouts already this morning? No, today's my rest day. I gave myself a break. I'm I'm tired. Really? <laughs> yeah, working out, training, it, it overwhelms you. So yeah, I, yeah. I give myself a Saturday off. Yeah, I give you that. I give you that. So, Kevin, the reason that you and I are speaking is I discovered Black Fitness on Instagram about a year ago. It's fascinating to me. Um, I obviously have work to do. I have been doing a lot of work pretty much all my life. It's the story of a lot of people, right? You have to constantly work at it. And it wasn't just because it was people working out and you were behind all of this, somewhat like the great wizard of fitness, Oz, making it happen. But it was more about the fact that these people had stories and somehow they came to this I almost call it a sacred space where they would share those stories. So before we get into how you got there, let's start a little bit with your background as a personal trainer, how you got into that particular work and why, given that work, you somehow transitioned into creating black fitness. Um, so I was a former athlete. I used to play basketball in college. I was in community college, uh, Essex County College. Um, I got hurt. So I started uh, with my the, the physical training. I started learning about the anatomy. So he told me that I had to work on my stability and start lifting weights more to to you know take away all the injuries. So I don't have to get injured a lot. So I started learning about fitness. So when I started going to school gym, I started working out more, get into the fitness. Then a lot of people come up to me like, "Hey, can you help me work out my abs?" Or can you? I want to work on my arms. So I just had that. Everybody just come up to me like, "Oh." Can you help me doing this? So I just said, okay, maybe I should become a personal trainer. And I asked the trainer, hey, can you teach me uh, certain things about training? So he told me a course, a private course that the school was taking or having, and I started taking it. So I started becoming a trainer. I worked for a gym for about six months. Couldn't do it. Can't stand working with somebody. So I hmm. went independent. Then that's how I became a trainer. So mm -hmm. then when I prayed Black Fitness, uh, I, 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 I came behind this lady I was about behind her, but she influenced me because she had a page called Ebony Fitness. And I used to ask her, why you didn't call Black Fitness? It sounds more powerful, mm. right to the point. Mm. And I said, let me see, I can just create this page. And I just created it uh, and just left it there. Mm. Didn't know what to do with it. Mm -hmm. and, and since 2015, it just blew up. Mm. It just like everybody just say, oh, I like this. This is powerful. This is something we could look for ourselves like oh i see somebody that looks like me tell a story they testimony or i see a trainer that might be in my area that i could use mm -hmm. or a structure that i could enjoy using so mm -hmm. that's why i started using black fitness and it all because of this this trayvon martin that helps me like to say i need to create something that that show us mm -hmm. that's one important thing mm -hmm. yes we see other trainers that doesn't look that's not black but we still want somebody that represent us in a different way like I, we look at obama we as a young black man, we see Obama, that makes me want to become a politician or become mm -hmm. a president, the next president as well. So mm -hmm. same thing, I'm looking at black fitness. I want to be the next uh, Tybo or any mm -hmm. any sorts of people. So mm -hmm. that's why. So your retort to people who would, of course, have an issue with the fact that it's called black fitness is that all, all you, you get it all the time. And all what time. do you say to them specifically? I don't I don't say nothing. I, it's, it's, you don't, I don't, I grew up to, 
ignore ignorance. Mm-hmm. So you can't get ignorant with ignorance. Sometimes, <laughs> you, sometimes it's hard not to, but I just like, I don't see that person. I don't know who this person is. I don't mm-hmm. see what they look like. Mm-hmm. So social media, could, anybody could be behind that, sure. that phone. So mm-hmm. I just don't reply to it. Mm-hmm. But thank God I have followers that will do it for me. <laughs> you've so got your, to attack that person. You've got your own hive, so to speak. Yes. <laughs> I got you. I got you. So, Kevin, let's talk about the aspects of fitness. We know that and, and what I'll say very uh, uh, honestly is that the number of health issues that are represented by members of the black community are legion. I mean, we talk about stroke, we talk about high blood pressure, cancer, heart disease, you can go on and on and on. And when we're talking about fitness, that's one construct, right? We think of it in the physical capacity. But the overall goal to be well is what comes out of this. As you are going about what you do in terms of reaching your clients directly, and then what Black Fitness, the page does in terms of sharing the messaging and the importance of this. Why do you think that this is a way to fight against that type of disease within the community? Um, that's a good question. Uh, reputation, like people, in some reasons, people like to see image. Mm-hmm. So when somebody see a great body, Mm-hmm. With someone with that great body, give them the reason why they had this great body. Mm-hmm. So when you telling somebody, okay, this is if it's the only way I could deflect having diabetes, stroke, and all the this is the way how to do it. Everybody don't have the great body. It's nothing's a perfect body, but when you could tell somebody that's actually take care of themselves, you could tell the color of their skin, you could tell the way they carry themselves, their posture of their body, you could tell they taking care taking care of themselves. So certain food nutrition you take. It was, it was showing your body. Like I, I always tell my clients, the only reason when you see somebody that's big and dark because it's the, the blood flow is not, it's not, it's not, it's toxic. Mm. So once you see somebody that's getting their skin, they lose weight and you see their skin getting lighter, you see that the aura of their self is different. That's the only way you could get people to, you know, to combat different diseases. Cause I'm sorry, even though it's, it's sad, but people got to see image. So they got to see the transformation. They got to see certain things too keep their body healthy. Mm-hmm. So when people, of course, are seeing the great bodies, I mean, that's what a lot of people are, of course, turned on by, right? They're like, oh, I want to look like that. But what about the work? Because we know that there is a very, very big distance between people seeing someone that they aspire to look like and then the work that's involved. Talk to me about not only the physical training, but the things like nutrition and mental wellness and emotional wellness and how, as a trainer, you go into that, helping them realize that it's a full package effect. It's not one thing or two things that you need to do, but you need to do all of it. Yes, that's. I always tell my clients, I don't, I don't give a dream. I don't give pipe dreams. I give you the what it is. If mm-hmm. this is just going to happen, you're not going to lose thirty pounds in one month. Hmm. There's no way. Hmm. I don't care what these thirty day challenge. All these people say you're not going to lose that that many that much weight. Mm-hmm. So you got to look in a long t- longevity. You got to make this as a lifestyle, not just a, a a birthday or vacation thing. Right, right. So once I tell people, hey, this is I, this is what we're gonna do. We're not gonna look at the scale. We're gonna we're gonna look at your your clothes. Your, if your clothes getting bigger, that let you know I'm losing more weight. I'm losing inches. Mm-hmm. But also, you got to prepare yourself to be more consistent. You just can't have a cheat day once or twice a month. Mm-hmm. You got to have that one. You got to have a longevity three months of no eating whatever that's you should not be eating candy 
cake or whatever sorts of desserts that everybody loves to uh, to have. Got to stop drinking liquor. Mm-hmm. That's like the biggest thing. My cl- most of my clients, I work, I train in New York. People don't before the pandemic's events. Oh, I got to go to these events. There's going to be a lot of wine. It's going to be a lot of alcohol. You got to you got to prepare your mind to do it. And once you got people that that's in the like, I got one client work for Discovery. Mentally, sometimes she's not dead when she comes to training because of work. So it's hard to you got to. As a trainer, training's got to be uplifting. Oh, come on, come on. You got to do this. You can do this because that could push them even more. Because sometimes when you work by yourself, mm-hmm. you won't push yourself like somebody else pushing yourself. So, right. right. yes, mentally, it takes a lot because it is, when it comes to fitness, you like, okay, I did this for a whole month straight, but I don't see no, no results out that I really want. Mm-hmm. So you got to mentally keep telling them, like, okay, you, you got to keep going. It's just, you guys call it's, it's patience. It's not a it's not a microwave. It's a stove. So you gotta be patient. With what you're doing so. I like that. It's a microwave, not a microwave. It's a stove. That's good. Yeah, that's good. So you gotta keep you gotta keep motivating people. That's what trainers is like cheerleaders. We gotta keep motivating. Keep going. Mm-hmm. Keep going. You, mm-hmm. you you're there. You're there. Next thing you see yourself squatting one thirty five to two twenty five. Mm-hmm. That show you results of what you're doing. They see the hard work you're doing. Mm-hmm. Now you see that you see that. Now you're gonna keep going. Now this become addiction. I always say, if I don't, if I, I'm supposed to train somebody at least a year, then I want you to leave me alone mm-hmm. so you could train yourself and train others. Mm-hmm. Because now you got that, the, the mindset I gave you, the teaching. Okay, this is what Kevin used to tell me. Okay, this is what I need to do. Okay, I need to push myself. They can still come to me, still training, but but you should be doing this on your own now. Now I teach you how to to, to take care of yourself, the nutrition, the proper way to squat, the proper way to push, or the proper way of bench pressing. You should know how to do this now. So mm-hmm. mentally, I teach people how to do it because sometimes people go through stuff. Sure. And- Speaking of people going through things, you know, one of the challenges, and trust me, I know because I've had a lot of trainers over the years, but sometimes you come across someone, you've been an athlete, I would assume from your know, conversation, most of your life, you know, you don't look like someone who understands the struggles of someone who has not been an athlete, who has gone through something physical, which has kept them from having the body and the overall health they want. How do you push through with someone who, you know, is your client? And you're trying to give them that information, that advice, that knowledge. And their response to you is, you can't possibly know what I'm going through because look at you. You have no idea. What's your response to that? Uh, I mentally try to be in their shoes. Mm-hmm. I try to see how, what they're going through or I could watch experience what they, how they feel, how they think. Mm-hmm. Because I, 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 I can't because I've always been fit all my life. But... When I see somebody that going through stuff, I have, of course, you have somebody in your family that's not in shape. Right. You know what they're going through. Mm-hmm. You know mentally how they how they prepare themselves, or they they just give up so fast. Right. They like it's too. It's, I'm not seeing nothing. I, I'm not going to forget it. Mm-hmm. Now, when you now I, I know the feeling. I know like okay, me. I was trying to gain weight all my life. Mm-hmm. I, I can't pass 180. <laughs> save my life. I always tell people I'm trying to gain weight. You can give me a fat if you want to, uh-huh. but it's, it's it's not that hard. It's, right. it's I'm going through something too, but it's losing weight is harder because it's mentally draining. Yeah. It's mentally taking away your passion, your goal, your your, your motivation. You just you expire because you one one minute you expire, expire is like a, a firecracker. It could, it could go it could, that fire go away real fast. Right. Right. So, and, and that's interesting to me that you said that because the idea of gaining weight is something 
that a lot of people don't consider a struggle when people can't do it. So mm -hmm. that is something that rings very positively with me because you're making the point that even if the one person you're dealing with, their challenge, their struggle is with losing weight, you've got something going on too that you can share with them that they may not even assume is a problem, right? Yep. Right. So yeah, gaining weight is hard. <laughs> I tell people I try to gaining muscle mass from for me is hard because mm -hmm. it's a constant I gotta keep eating eating, eating an amount of protein, amount of carbs. It might sound crazy, but it's like, I, I'm trying, I'm, I, I, that's my goal. I want to be 180. Yeah. <laughs> I'm only 170. Well, for those of us who, of course, of, of course, we're like, no, it's not. <laughs> you're talking about gaining muscle. <clears throat> yeah, you're saying gaining muscle. That's the difference. Okay, for those of us who say that if we just walk past the refrigerator, we gain weight, that's a different story, <laughs> right? So those distinctions are important. You're actually talking about gaining lean muscle mass, right? Yes. Okay, okay. So, Kevin, I want to ask this question, too, because people have gotten to a point where we're in an age that people don't want to work for it, right? They want to go and get, and and, and I will say, because I know I'm probably going to get popped back on this, they want to go to the plastic surgeon and get the body that they want. And mm -hmm. they keep going because they keep wanting to keep up with a certain trend. It makes me wonder, you know, I remember once I went to a trainer and, you know, I was telling him, this is what I want to do and this is what I'm trying to achieve. And he was one of those <clears throat> big old guys, right? And his first response was, we're going to get you so ripped. And I was like, dude, I've never been ripped. I'm just trying to keep everything in its damn place. This is not what I'm going for. Did you just hear anything I said? So in this age where everybody thinks that everyone perhaps wants the same thing, how do you individualize your planning for each person? so that they are able to get their best body. It may not be ripped. It may not look like whatever celebrity that they're trying to look like, but it will be their best body. How do you do that? And how do you reinforce that that is their goal? Whatever your image is, whatever you want to look like. Mm -hmm. It's not what I could think of. You tell me I want to tone up. I'm going to tone up whatever body you want to tone up to. Mm -hmm. It's up to you. Whatever whatever mirror you're looking at and you, if you see what you want to look like, mm -hmm. That's 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 what you want. Mm -hmm. I, I'm not gonna tell people you get ripped. Like everybody mm -hmm. body body mass is not the same. Mm -hmm. Everybody type is not the same. Right. right. One person can't be ripped. I, I'm I, I, I'm ripped. Mm -hmm. That's because of uh, genetic. Right. Right. Some people can't. Mm -hmm. But somebody could be solid, muscular, could keep their body in shape. Yeah. You can look at football players. Football players. A lot of football players are ripped, and a lot of football players are not. Right. But the people that's not could be most athletic than people that's more ripped. Mm -hmm. So you got to look at what body type you want to be mm -hmm. and whatever body type you are. So you say, okay, I just want to be fit. Mm -hmm. I just want to make sure I could stop wearing uh, a belt that, 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 that only use one hole. <laughs> like I want, I want to be, I want to be happy with my body weight. I want to able to, if you have kids, I want to able to run with my son or my daughter. Right. right. I want to be able to, when I, when I get off the chair, I don't have to make a grunt noise. Mm. Like, I want to be able to be fit. Mm -hmm. Sometimes when people look at image, sometimes that image is not realistic. Right. And that's right. when, like you said, the plastic surgery. I always tell female uh, uh, potential clients, I'm not a plastic, I'm not Dr. Miami. Mm. I'm not going to give you that type of body you're looking for. Right. Whatever your body allows you to be, 
that's what you're going to be. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's important to, I think, keep in mind because, my gosh, the things that people want. You know, I had a moment and, well, I guess I'll say it. I mean, I've been significantly larger, Kevin. I had a point where I had a waist that was 48 inches. And that didn't resonate, saying 48 inches. What resonated was saying, my waist is four feet. <laughs> it's four <laughs> feet, almost as tall as some humans. Yeah. And you can't get your mind around it. So those ideas about what is really representative of trying to be your best comes with, I think, a need to accept where you've been and where you are, and then practically mm -hmm. acknowledging where you want to be. So it's now June, what is it, the 12th today. And after a pandemic and being locked up for a year, people are back to their oh my gosh, I want to get my summer body. I want to get my beach body. And you had mentioned earlier, oh, in 30 days, I want to drop 50 pounds. Yeah. And do you even take on a client who has that kind of perspective? No, no? no? Always ask a client, oh, like I, I, what I uh, learned in school, you post to ask them, what is your reason to, uh, to hire a trainer? What is your reason to lose a weight or get fit? Hmm. Uh, some people say, I want to do it for my birthday. So you're just a temporary client. Mm -hmm. Why well, can I have a permanent client? Right. I don't like, I, I can't accept a temporary client because that's, that's business wise. That's not helping me. Sure. If I'm, if I'm, if you want to do that, it's a group class you could take that's cheaper and faster. <laughs> so I'm, I can't, I can't, I can't accept that. I took, I told, I told, I told my girlfriend last time I said, if I, if I'm the type of trainers that I like to put a dream out there, you know how many clients I would have right now? Sure. I, I have morals. I'm not gonna put it, I'm not gonna lie to a person for the dollar. Mm -hmm. Next thing they looking at me like you just stole my money. It's something you, you're not able to do. Mm. Yeah. I, so you I heard Yeah, so the 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 listeners are going to hear that. If your trainer is telling you that he's gonna take you on for a temporary assignment, that's exactly what you are, and you're not gonna have long term results, right? Yeah. So speaking about the business, it's been a pandemic, right? <laughs> For personal trainers who, of course, work out with people, how has that been for you, given 2020 and where we are so far through 2021 in terms of your business? Because you still continue to do the uploads and the Black Fitness things. And I know that you do a lot of work with people still. But tell me what that was like for you doing what you do in the course of a pandemic. Well, me, I took a whole year off during the pandemic. I stopped, I stopped training. All my clients moved to another state, so I just just took a whole year break. Mm -hmm. I, I just and I I'm 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 young, but I, I was in my old ways. I'm not training nobody no virtual. <laughs> I, it's not the same. It's not the same. Hey, do this. Right. But ten seconds later, like, oh, what you say again? Uh, oh, like I don't want to deal with that. Yeah. I didn't think didn't want to even try it. So I just like I just step away from. It. But me talking to other trainers. It it been booming. It been they made they, a lot of them made more money doing uh doing Zoom or virtual training mm. than in person because they have they they stay at home, they can set more clients, they can have at least ten clients a day if they want to. When you when you can't do that in person, mm -hmm. you can do a group class, or whatever. So I know a lot of them do <laughs> did well. For me, I did, I just did I just promote different trainers to mm. to help their business. I was like actually be a marketing. I was just marketing their business to, mm -hmm. to bring more clients, to bring more followers. Mm -hmm. 
that's pretty much that was it for me. And are you back in it today, full? Well, back to training. Yeah, I'm back to training. I just started uh, last month, actually. Mm -hmm. And how's that going? Because I imagine people coming out of all of this, you know, what do they call it? Quarantine weight, pandemic weight. A lot of people want to get back at it. How have you found the client list growing as a result? Um, to me, it's like me starting over again. Like I started training when I started first training again, because mm -hmm. it's I'm starting over. A lot of my like like I said, my clients, a lot of moves. They moved mm -hmm. to California. They, a lot of moved to Atlanta. So it was just like okay, now I got to start over, find mm -hmm. some new clients. Mm -hmm. Um, it's like starting over all over again. But it's it's good. I, I'm happy. Yeah. I, I have the right clients. I'm, I'm actually happy to get clientele that I really want. Mm -hmm. So it's. It's, it's good. Well, if you were in LA, <laughs> I'd hire you in a split second. So just saying. <laughs> uh, I want to talk now about Black Fitness more directly. Mm -hmm. You can look on there and there are people who look like you. And then there are people who, you know, are halfway there, through their journey. There are some people who are just beginning. Some people are, you know, are, you know, terrifically obese and can barely do anything but they're all on there sharing their stories. There's a sense of community about it. As mm -hmm. a trainer who focuses on you know, the body, how does the work that you see happening in that space influence you as it relates to making sure that it remains a platform for people to continue to build on that sense of community? Um, so you asked him, do like, like this, like this one girl, she, uh, I forgot her name. I think it's Sheila. I like posting her mm -hmm. because she's, she's big. So you see the story. So when it comes to social media, you actually, you don't know the person, but you see the person's story. Mm -hmm. So when I, when I post her, she's already obese and she's a miss. She's obese. She, mm -hmm. she was in depression. So she lost, she, she gained so much weight, but now she wanted to, she focused on her, her health and her life. Right. So I always post her doing work at doing hip uh, exercises, pushing herself. Mm -hmm. So I love posting that. People think I post this post somebody that's already right in shape. No, I want you, I want to, I want everybody to see the struggle. I want everybody to see the beginning of what they do. I want everybody Genesis to show the revelation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I want everybody to. That's what Black Fitness for to uh, to motivate you because it's it's about somebody that you see that that reminds you of yourself. Mm -hmm. So somebody that's obese looking at somebody's obese working out. That will motivate them to like, hey, he or she is is, is helping me to go through this. Right. So if she can do it, I could do it. Can so I get a there for. Yeah, Kevin, can I get a cosign on the idea that when you are going through something where you're just trying to get your health and body back, that you're not wrapped up in labels? You know, you use the word obese and a lot of people are like, oh, my gosh, she's body shaming someone. People who are going through it, let me speak as one who has been in all levels of weight over my lifetime. And the last thing I was worried about is whether someone used the word obese to describe me. I'm too busy trying to eat right, exercise, and get my shit together, right? So yeah. in that space, you're not there to be concerned with what people's perspectives are about weight and the labels that apply to it. What instead you're trying to do is exactly what you are describing to me, which is to give people a forum where they can say, this is what it's like. Take a look and learn something from me because I'm doing it. And if I can do it, you can do it too. Is that a fair way of looking at it? Yes, yes, yes. That's the, that's the best way to look at it because anybody, I always tell people, 
I started playing basketball because I saw Kobe in, in Jordan. So I started shooting like them. Mm-hmm. I started acting like them. Mm-hmm. So that's the image that I wanted to strive for. Mm-hmm. I ain't happened. Never been an NBA, but still, mm-hmm. I still pushed myself to get a, 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 a scholar, uh, basketball scholarship. Mm-hmm. So when somebody is short, big, mm-hmm. tall, right, you see an image of yourself that will motivate you to do it. That's right. I, I, I don't know. I didn't know that obese is a political. <laughs> it's a, it's a, <laughs> Everything is a word today. You can't so, call anybody. So they say obese is uh, it's a body shame thing now? Well, you know, give people an inch, right? If you use the word obese, well, that's body shaming. You know, I, I'm not a big fan of labels because labels are what people use to lazily get away from actually describing what's truly happening. So I don't mm-hmm. pay a lot of attention to it. Another phrase that I particularly don't like is body positivity. I'm like, good. Well, let me not say that. <laughs> it's kind of ridiculous. It really is. To be honest, I don't even know what, what they mean, but okay. That's but okay. I, I it, it's so much labels, like you said, I, I can't I can't keep up. Right. I, I yeah, right, yeah. right. So I feel like the, I'm school again. Yeah, well, you know, don't go back to school. You don't want to learn those words. <laughs> they're they're bad words. But I, I, I do think that what we are looking at is a um opportunity here. You know, I was looking um as I was preparing for this, and I described at the outset of my introduction of you, there was a young woman who had a uh, double mastectomy, um, who survived breast cancer, had her shirt off, had her boxing gloves on, and was talking about how she not only kicked cancer's ass, but how she was going to fight to keep her health going forward. I will tell you there are many instances, and I don't know if you get this a lot from people, but I'll admit it here, when I'll go through and I'll look at those videos, and there are some that bring me to tears. There are some that make me laugh because people are bringing a different perspective to it. But what it does is to remind me is that, you know, much like the late Dr. Maya Angelou said, is that we are all more alike than we are unalike. Mm. And when you're going through deciding what you're going to add to it, what are the effects that these stories, these admissions, these um, overcoming of challenges that you see, what effect do they have on you when you're selecting them? Because I can't imagine that they're any less emotional for you than they would be for someone like me who's watching them. Um, I, I Sometimes I look at some people submit, submit stuff to me or I explore. I use Instagram Explore and I see some of the Instagram Explore shows me stories of some people. Mm-hmm. So I just read the caption, like the, the one, the latest one you talked about, the lady with the breast cancer. It's, it's a lot of people that does what she do. Mm. But I, what, I like what her caption said. Right. I'm going to help fix my health. There you go. That's the that's the main thing I, I love about it. Because some people will just be cancer and still go by doing unhealthy things. Mm. And you should be becoming more healthiest person in there because the cancer could come back anytime. Right? It's just not a one-stop thing. It, it could come back anytime. So I, I like how she just motivate herself. Also, this guy, he uh he had shot and he lost his, he, he was paralyzed underneath his, his, he lost his feeling his leg, so he couldn't walk. So he didn't walk in seven years. Mm. Now he's able to, he's able to stand up and take little by little steps. Mm. That's motivating. Mm-hmm. So I like to put, when I see stuff like that, Yes, I like to make people not I ain't gonna say sad, but emotional. Sure. Make them laugh. Mm-hmm. And I like to uplift them. Mm-hmm. Cause that's the most important thing for a mental to have somebody have a healthy mental uh, life. Mm-hmm. Cause you when you have them three things, yes, your life will go ease. 
instead of being depressed, instead of being sad all the time. Mm-hmm. But now you have something like I can relate, mm-hmm. or this this story just this pushed me to become a better person, a better human being, a better a healthy person. So mm-hmm. yes, I love stuff like that because I just I posted like, damn, this is damn, this person's really really pushing yeah. themselves. Like yeah. they could just say, forget it. Mm-hmm. But no, they say I want I want to better my life and better my health. Are you the only arbiter of what shows up on the page? Because it's a, I mean, there's a lot of content. Are you doing this by yourself or do you have help? I do it by myself. This is a lot of work. <laughs> a whole lot. People don't understand that. People don't understand. They say, oh, you just posted an Instagram. I said, no, I'm doing way more than that. Right. right. My DMs and my EMs, my, oh my, my emails, you be like, Oh, okay. It's a it's a much. Yeah. I mean, because that's the thing about it. You're constantly putting up fresh content. Mm-hmm. I, I forgot how many posts there were, but there is there over a million? It's it's a lot. No, no, no. <laughs> it uh, seems like it's a million. Hundred, I think. Sixteen hundred. Sixteen yeah, that's still a lot. That's a that's lot. A lot. <laughs> yeah. And I delete a lot. So yeah. that's a lot. Yeah. So when you've gone through this journey from things mm-hmm. that you know inherently as a trainer. Plus what you've learned from the people that you've posted, so many different compelling stories, so many different ways of looking at things, so many uh, you know, ideas about how to eat, how to exercise, how to grow spiritually, how to grow emotionally. What are the things you would say are your primary takeaways that you've learned since 2015 about fitness, wellness, and just a sense of overall health? How would you characterize that? Mm. I love that it's a good question. You're thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, I am. That's a good question. What I learned all my years of training, uh, fitness, oh, that's a good question. I, I, I It got to be the mental because mm. physical, it was no problem with me. Mm. When you start in, getting closer to your clients, you see the, the stuff that you would never thought of, but do you, you hear about it? Because I always, always joke about Trainers to become uh, psychologists because people don't realize the clients open up to you about their job, their life, their personal life. This is like, like I had one client, she was going through a, a battle with uh, her, 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 daughter, her daughter's father. Like they try to get custody and she's going through that. I didn't know that till one day she started breaking that when she was, I forgot what she was doing. She was doing, uh, I forgot what exercise she was doing, but she started just crying. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what the hell are you crying for? I ain't, I didn't make you do that much. And she started, she stopped and she said, I'm just going through my uh my daughter's father. And I said, What happened? And she just this we just sat there. We didn't, I just stopped the session for the whole session for a whole 40 minutes. We talked. Mm. I said, that's that, and that's that's that session. And I, and I started telling people on social media, like, as a trainer, when you see your clients mentally drained. You had to stop training mm-hmm. and talk to them. Wow. You might not give it the best advice, but you could give certain, uh, uh, at least a good advice, mm-hmm. but let them get that out of their chest. Because sometimes when people don't have nobody to talk to, that they hold it inside and that, that, could, that could hold, that could bother you. Mm-hmm. So she finally just got it out. She has, she said she had no friends. She has nobody to talk to. And I was there, she, who she talked to. So all my years, I think mentally, the mental is the most important thing when it comes to when it comes to this fitness industry because Lord have mercy, especially for trainers too. Sure. Lord, imagine you just talk to different personalities. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's it's ooh. 
So the so mind-body connection that we always hear so much about, that's not just a misnomer that people put out there so it sounds all wonderful and you know, spiritual. It's really something that you have found is essential to being able to achieve whatever physical goal you have. For instance, if we watch, um, you know, a gymnast, Miss um, uh, Biles, for instance, who's doing crazy things and does things with her body that, according to her age, people say she shouldn't be able to do. She has often spoken about the fact that it's how she gets her mindset on what she's going to do that allows her to do it. So given that the name of the page is Black Fitness, right, and that most of the people focused on the page are Black folk, what do you find that reaction is on that mind-body connection level when it comes to either choosing to believe that they have that power or offering excuses as to why I just can't do it? How do you react to that? Do I, I don't think I react to it. <laughs> it's not his really response. And sometimes I just, I just, I don't really, I really don't re, I react to people on social media because uh, mm -hmm. I don't know. That's a good question. I really don't react to people. Well, even if it were a client and you are giving them this advice and they, they are a client who said that they're going to come in there and do it. And then they start saying, well, you know, I don't know. You're saying that I should be able to get it in my mind to do this, but I just can't do it. How would you respond to that client? Or would you not respond to them either? No, I, I respond to it. <laughs> I'm trying to think what I would say in that moment, because right. I, I, I probably froze a little bit like, are they serious? But I probably like, what, what made you hire me? Then why, why are you really here? Mm -hmm. Are you really in tune with it? Or you think that you just because some people hire training for a temporary reason, sure. Like I said, right, right. So they just say, "Oh, my friend got one. Let me get this train as well too." Mm -hmm. The next thing they not they not engaged. It's mm -hmm. like you could tell by the workout they not engaged. It's like, well, I'll just follow what my friend did. Mm. So fitness is not going to happen without the full agreement of the person who is seeking it. You are. And I, I don't mean this in any other way, but the best way possible. You are a tool for them to yeah. use to help them achieve their goal. But the onus for getting that goal achieved is completely on them. Is that right? That's right. Like like my grandmother said, hey, I could take a horse to the water, but I can't force it to drink it. Yeah, yeah. So now when you're dealing with these types of situations, <clears throat> excuse me, when you're dealing with these types of situations where you're constantly helping people to pursue their best, when you are sharing your own journey, again, you're an athlete, you said you got hurt. How did that steer you into wanting to continue a fitness journey where a lot of times we would suppose that people are focused upon maintaining their fitness primarily because it's part of their job. If you're an athlete, that's what you're supposed to be. But beyond that, how do you keep yourself motivated? I mean, you could stop right now and say, you know what? I'm good where I am. I don't have to really do much to maintain this. But why don't you do that? Always have friends. Mm -hmm. That friends that's motivated. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. My boy, my boy, Ray. Mm -hmm. I come psychopath. No life. Just gym. No life, just gym. Just gym. If he finished work, yo, I'm at the gym. Like, I'm surprised he didn't call me today. I'm at the gym. Like, he, he, you need that type of friend that, that's motivated. He just, his goal is to, I, I got squat 500. Mm. I might look him crazy, like, I ain't lifting something that's five times more than me. But 
uh-huh. he will push you uh-huh. like he, he you need that person like i push him we and we push each other we everybody look at us crazy in the gym we like brothers we we curse each other out mm. motherfucker get this stop playing <laughs> i don't hear that shit and we just we just talk crazy people look at us like are they about to fight that's how we talk to motivate each other it might not sound <laughs> correct to everybody like oh no they, sure. they talking records when that's how we talk that's how we motivate like he yeah. helped me to deadlift 500 mm-hmm. i probably would never think about lifting up 500 well i'm lifting his wife it's gonna be 500 mm-hmm. but he he helps so you always need that person that friend right. that's that's more that's motivated or a lot more motivated than you isn't so. there a possibility to listening to that it makes me think that a lot of times there's i don't know if it was will smith or whoever i've heard it i don't know who said it about whoever the five people are who surround you in your life will help you define what type of life you're going to have right so if you have friends around you who are encouraging you to be healthy to work out I don't know about your friend. I don't know if we be able to do it because I'm not going to go no life, no, just gym, but just say it. But uh, that becomes part of the story, isn't it? Is that if you want a healthier lifestyle, find people who are like-minded so that you can always receive the encouragement because let's face it. Now you're saying you took off today because that's what you're doing and that's good. But a lot of people are just not going to always be able to find the impetus to want to get up and work out. And that's the day that you need a friend like yours that is going to remind you of why you're doing it. I have one, you know, because, you know, my best friend lives back in my hometown of St. Louis, but he will write me and say, did you work out today? And I'll be like, getting ready to lie and say I did. <laughs> but that's my reminder to get your ass up and go to the gym. So Mm -hmm. that type of thing is true, whether it's that person who is encouraging you, but it's also true that if you've got people who just want you to stay in the same slaggardly type of behaviors, you know, let's go out to eat, let's go out to drink, let's just sit on our butts and do this. That's exactly what your life is going to look like. Is that what you're saying? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Correct. So for a person to escape that, there is, again, this going back to there is an individual switch or something, I guess we can call it, that has to be clicked that makes them say, this is not the life I want to live anymore. And that's so often what I see out there on the page. Somebody woke up one day having lived their life like they lived it and something clicked and they thought, I just don't want to live like this anymore. Is that what you find as well, Kevin? Yes, that's... uh... It, it got somebody got to take a breaking point. That breaking point gets to tell you like, I can't do this. I can't deal with this no more. Mm-hmm. Like you, you gotta. It's to that point. People, a lot of people do that. That's anybody. I, everybody. When I when I say I, I can't be one fifty all my life. Mm-hmm. Let me let me gain more weight. Mm-hmm. Hey, I can't be two fifty. Let me lose about a hundred pounds. Let me try to get this off off this this way off of me. Mm-hmm. So, it, it it takes something like okay. I mean. Or it had to take somebody that 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 you know passed away. I know I know my uncle, my my grandmother passed away. He just had to change his lifestyle. He saw her went through, lost her lungs. I mean not her lungs, her, her kidney. Mm-hmm. Did a, a slowful death, taking fifteen pills a day, wow. going to dialysis. Like you don't want to go through that. Who wants to do that? Mm-hmm. Like she and he just like I I can't I can't deal with that. Mm-hmm. So he lost over a hundred pounds uh, for a year and a half. So he take care of himself. He take care of his body. Like. It takes somebody else or somebody uh, somebody else's testimony to make them push them. So, 
Mm-hmm. I always say learn from others. The wise man, a wise man learn from others. Right. So there's a saying that I remember from years ago, and I think it stuck in my head because it was so simple, but it really puts you into the right mindset. And it said, if you don't take care of your body, where are you going to live? What is your reaction to hearing that, given what you've just said? Um, yeah, I agree, because if you if you can't if you can't pick up a pack of water, that's that's telling that's telling about yourself. <laughs> you can't pick it. Were like you I told watching mother, me this morning? <laughs> huh? I said, were you watching me this morning when I tried to pick up that pack of water? <laughs> <laughs> like I was laughing, my father. My even though this this might sound bad, but this how they said me. My father had my father got a hernia because mm. he 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 tried to lift an air conditioner, take it upstairs. Now he blamed my mother and me. I don't live with y'all. How you gonna blame me? I ain't blame me. <laughs> but he. But he he told me he's gonna after he get the surgery he is he's gonna change his lifestyle. Thank God. Mm-hmm. Even though he looked good for his age, he's almost seventy, still working, still doing landscape. But he you try to act like you're still thirty. Mm-hmm. You gotta 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 take care of your body. I was right. telling you, you gotta stretch. Mm-hmm. I don't care. You gotta exercise. Mm-hmm. Stretch. Mm-hmm. Walk. Mm-hmm. Do something. Right. Do something that's mobile. Mm-hmm. Start trying to do all this young man stuff. You ain't young. <laughs> So I just I just said you if you can't pick up an air conditioner, like I told my brother, he if I had to help you to pick something up, that that's telling about yourself. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. telling you I am not saying you're supposed to lift something that's over hundred pounds. You can't pick something that's fifty pounds. Right. You, you can't work for a warehouse. Right, right. So most of us get our warning signs one way or the other. We just tend to ignore them. Because, you know, we know that they're, you know, when I recently rejoined the gym and, you know, I'm looking at a trainer there and, you know, I haven't decided yet because I need someone who is going to be able to start early. I'm an early riser, so I can't. I'm not one of these people who can. I get up like between 2.30 and 3 in the morning. I am not going to be trying to go to the gym at 6, 7 o'clock because I go to bed at 8.30. So not going to happen. Me. Yeah. No, I'm really early. But the thing is, is that, you know. When and if I do do it, my statement to the trainer is going to be this. I can't do anything. (laughs) I need help so I can do something. And that's where I'm going to start is my baseline. And that goes back, I think, Kevin, to where you and I were discussing knowing what your goals are and what your capabilities are, managing to mesh the two, and then building from there. I have no illusions about looking like you or looking like one of the Marvel Universe characters. But I do know that I can be better because I've been a hell of a lot worse. With that being said, on my you know uh, uh, side of the spectrum, as we are looking at people who will be listening to this and you know trying to figure out for themselves the best path to take, how would you encourage them to make that connection that helps them to flip that switch. And I know you gave a few examples here, but on a personal level, if you were 270 pounds today, right? And you know what you know, but you just hadn't put it in action. What would it take to hear from someone that may actually help you flip that switch, much like your friend does for you when you don't feel like working out, that would get you going today? Any idea of that? Um, it's hard because everybody has different ways to be motivated. Mm-hmm. So everybody, 
some people like some like some people like to be criticized so they're like all right i'm approve this person right so some people like to hear uplifting spiritual uh speakers telling them certain things they like okay this could push me mm-hmm. or they looking at a video of work somebody working out like okay i could do this so it's different ways to answer that because a lot of people right. do get motivated in a different way so right, right. well for some people I always tell people hey look at somebody that look like you i always say this because mm-hmm. end of the day they the ones that will remind you what you what you're trying to what your goal is right right so I always say just go just go by with somebody that look like you. So for those who are in the New Jersey, New York area who may be looking to hire Kevin Morris, now that they've heard your wonderful perspective on health and fitness, tell us how we can find you and also of course give the information on finding black uh, fitness on Instagram. Well, to find me, you could go to my uh, my personal page is I am Kevin Morris. Uh, my email is uh, Kevin Morris PT at gmail.com. Um, you go, or you could contact me from Black Fitness on Instagram. Uh, I'm not really on Facebook, but I have a Facebook. So you go to Black Fitness face, Facebook because Facebook for like old people. But anyway, what? wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> now you and started something. <laughs> That's okay. So primarily Instagram or your direct email would be great. Yes. Yeah. So, Kevin, I'd like to thank you for joining me today. It's been inspiring. And I've got to tell you, I am so proud of what you've done in the space of Instagram and beyond. Because if you can find someone like me who is a little bit immune to a lot of what is out there in social media and keep my attention and the attention of all the other people who seem to be following that page and learning from it, you've done something. And, you know, my mama used to say, if you don't do anything but one thing right, sometimes that right is enough. And you've done that with this particular page. I Mm -hmm. am going to encourage people to check out at Black Fitness on Instagram. If you are not a client of Kevin's, I'm going to encourage you to call him. If you ever come to California, (laughs) look me up. I'll have you do something while you're here. But I want to thank you for spending the time with me this morning. And I want to just express appreciation from everyone who is trying to get their bodies back to what they hope for them to be, or just, you know, make them a little better than they currently are. The work you're doing is impressive and really makes a difference in a lot of lives. So thank you for that. No, thank you for having me. I haven't done a podcast in a long time. And I, and I thank you for allowing me to come on here and just talk. <laughs>